0: Welcome to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Violet Defense for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to VioletDefense.com for more information. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Once again, go to VioletDefense.com for more information. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive, You've heard me say say that we have a Sideline Interactive video scoring table in our gym and it is really a fantastic product. So please check it out. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's video boards and indoor scoring tables can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Check out what these fantastic products can do for you. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touch screen boards along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history along with your proudest moments, visit vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more to get started with your own digital Wall of Fame Tribute give them a call at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Huddle for their support of the podcast. At Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their athletes and their teams using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. We've got one of those in our gym and it is terrific. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play from the club and the youth levels up through high school and college and even professional teams are using Huddle to help the performance of their athletes. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student-athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the colleges and universities that you're trying to get your kids recruited to. Huddle is here for you. To find out more about how your school can become a huddle school and all the things that huddle can do for you, get in touch with their professionals at huddle.com. Remember, huddle. We power sports. We also wanna thank our good friends at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect some comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to the 95% of the players and parents who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading provider of online digital ticketing for schools and colleges. You can learn more at hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Aya McMichael. She is currently the girls' athletic director and the head softball coach at Emerson High School in McKinney, Texas, also an adjunct professor of education at uh, LSU. She's got an incredible background. I'm going to let her share that, but uh, she was a two-time All-American at uh, Uh, Southeast Conference, uh, uh, Mississippi. Um, She's also competed at the world level, uh, representing the United States. Um, Just uh, again, uh, I'm going to let her go into all the details, but we are very, very excited to have Dr. Aya McMichael as our guest today. Dr. McMichael, welcome. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Well, uh, you come very highly recommended as we talked about. So uh, let's just jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit more about yourself: where you grew up, you know, where you went to school, a little bit of sports background, and and the path that's brought you to your present position um, as a girls' AD at Emerson.
1: Yes, well, I grew up, born and raised in Nacogdoches, Texas. Um, I come from a sports family. Um, I feel like everyone in our family is a teacher, coach, principal. Some. Sort of leadership position in education, and so I feel like in some ways the path chose me. No matter how far or how hard I tried to run away from it, because my degree was actually in business, so I wanted to be um, working in some corporate office somewhere. But um, I feel like um, I was pulled, and I'm thankful that I was pulled, uh, you know, down the education path. But I played all sports. I played volleyball, basketball, and softball. Um softball was the one that I fell in love with. Um I think partly because I saw a lot more success in it, but as well as the challenging part. I mean, it's just one of those sports where you have to where you fail more than you succeed, and I was just determined to try to figure out how to flip that narrative around. Um and sometimes that worked better than others. But um I, my dad was my coach growing up. He learned how to pitch underhand he learned how to um, the the rules of the game because he saw that that was the path that I was um, heading Um, and it's funny because I just got done watching the King Richard with Serena and Venus and I was thinking my dad it was so similar with softball he had no he had no background in softball but he taught himself how to do it um, and he coached me and my sister as well so um, all the way through high school and took me and my sister both to the state uh, softball uh, tournament and then, um, I was fortunate enough to be recruited. Um, I was one of the top five recruits coming out of the state of Texas. And I did not even know that at the time, um, we were coming, um, finished in Colorado and I would never forget this moment. I was playing with the Katie cruisers with Kat Osterman and we had just finished. And I remember seeing this line of coaches at the fence and I just grabbed my bags and kept walking. And my coach said, I, those coaches are for you. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And so coach Donna Papa was the very first coach from North Carolina that I remember talking to. And so that was just a really cool experience because I remember my mom saying, I knew that she was good, but I didn't realize that she was that good. And I was like, thanks mom for that. But, um, but anyway, that was just a fun process. And then realizing that I could, you know play at the next level. And so that, that choice took me to Mississippi State. Um, and then I had a, a, a great career there and then had the opportunity to play um, for Team USA, which is um, I think still to this day, when I talk about it, I get a little choked up because it's such an incredible honor to wear those three letters across your chest um, and to embody something way bigger than yourself. Um, and then had the opportunity to go on to play professionally And that's kind of when I started recognizing that I wanted to continue to be a part of this game. And that led me to coaching. Um, And that's kind of where I am now, Um, coaching and and leading and uh, wanting to build um, everyone else around me to to continue to fall in love with this sport.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I was gonna mention that in my intro, but I missed, I'm glad you brought it up um, talk just a moment about your professional softball playing experience. I I just thought that was so cool.
1: Yes, it was. And it's funny when I talk about it because I never, we grew up blue collar. Um, we didn't grow up to chase accolades or awards or anything like that. That just was not part of, um, what our family was about. So some of the things that I earned, I had no idea were even out there. I didn't realize that, um, that you can you know, get these awards or the draft or some of the accolades that I received. But um, to, to have the phone call from Joy um, Ariada and tell me that she was going to draft me first round, first pick for the Akron Racers was a phone call that I will never forget. Um, she was so excited about it. And um, when I talked to my coach at the time, Coach Jay Miller, he told me that's exactly where I needed to be. Um, and I wanted to be a part of a program that was going to continue to push me um, and, and I'm so thankful that that's where my path led me. But that experience for four years was so incredible because I remember getting to play and become teammates and now friends with some of the players that I was able to watch on TV, like Natasha Watley, Taraya Flowers, um, Selena Patterson, Trina, Trina Prater, um, Nicole Tromboli. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but just to be surrounded by such incredibly talented, softball players and even better humans Um, and to play on that platform and to continue to try to um, encourage and show young players that you can continue to play was four years that I will never forget. Mm
0: -hmm. Very cool. And again, that was the, you were the number one draft pick uh, for the professional softball league. Very, very cool. Um, Talk a little bit about (laughs) your current position and, and segments. I know you just took the job this year at Emerson, but talk a little bit about that transition from head coach to now athletic director. And I know you're still coaching, but talk about, you know, some of the excitement, maybe some of the challenges of becoming an AD. Well, I think that
1: the excitement is always there, you know, and then, um, and then there's something new, something bigger, something, uh, more challenging. Um, I'm a person that likes to continue to challenge myself um, and to surround myself with people that are going to push me. Um, so the transition was fun. And then when the dust settles, you realize that it's real and that you're um, you know, governing more people than than you had before. But I feel like leadership, no matter where you are, is about people. And I feel like if you can connect with people and be authentic first with who you are and be consistent with who you are and meet people where they are. I think that is the absolute foundation for any leadership uh, position that you can ever hold. And I I feel like I've been fortunate enough to talk to leaders in different areas of life outside of sports. And that is the, the foundation for everything. It's all about relationships. But I think the most important part of relationships is that the leader must be authentic. I think that you have to know who you are so you can show up the same every day.
0: Wow, really, really cool stuff. We're going to get into that uh, leadership component in just a second. But uh, for our listeners, we're visiting with Dr. Aya McMichael. She's the athletic director, girls athletic director, and the head softball coach at Emerson High School in McKinney, Texas. We'll be right back, uh, but please stay with us. We're going to take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the Educational AD podcast. At Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their teams and their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. We have a Huddle Focus in our gym, in our Volleyball and basketball coaches just love it. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, starting with the club and the youth levels up through high school, college, and even professional teams are using Huddle to improve the performance of their athletes and teams. they are a pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and many of the coaches of the college and university teams that you're trying to get your kids recruited to. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, we're visiting with Dr. Aya McMichael, the girls athletic director and the head softball coach at Emerson High School in McKinney, Texas. Uh, Dr. McMichael, we were talking a little bit earlier about the importance of leadership and particularly mentorship. So we always ask our guests, who were some of your mentors that you've had growing up as well as in your career? Maybe family members or coaches or people you've worked with or worked for Uh, The expression I like to use is, I still hear those voices in my head. So uh, whose voice do you still hear? Oh, my goodness. That's a
1: good one. I like that. And I could immediately think of several voices that I hear in my head. But I would have to start first and foremost with my dad. He is where I learned how to be a player's coach. Um, I was. I feel like my nickname was Ice Fox from the Little Giants because I was always with my dad with football, in the locker room, on the bus. And I got to see him, um, you know, continue to build relationships with his players, also demanding and expecting a lot out of them, but giving them a hug at the end of the day and seeing how those players responded to um, my dad as well. So I learned that and just like his work ethic, learning how to um, play the game so he can coach the game and be um, the best that he could be. Um, The other mentors that I have in my head is Patty Gasso. Um, I, Patty Gasso recruited me, um, in college and I remember going on my visits and, um, we just continued to build, um, a relationship from those days on. I worked several camps for her in the summer after I finished and I just continued to learn and I would pick her brain and ask her questions all the time. Um, uh, coach Jay Miller was my coach in college. Um, I, it, I almost I get choked up talking about Coach Miller because he was someone who absolutely um, took me to the next level as a player. He got me in a way that I feel like no one was able to, um, and he taught me so much about the mental part of the game. Um, I remember him telling me he called me Rock. He said, "Rock, you're fast, but you have to be fast with a purpose. Um, you have to know where you're going. You have to know your angles, and you have to know." And so, just learning those ins and outs of the game. I think helped me as a player and now as a coach as well. Um, and so those are the ones that I feel like their voices are in my head all the time, especially during practices.
0: Very cool. I, I actually used that run with a purpose as a, as a football coach. So uh, I, I love that uh, you and I were talking before we came on about Um, you know, the national organization, the state associations, and and you were telling me that you, at this point in your career, you you really hadn't, you know, become aware of that. And I can certainly relate to that. Um, You know, I was an athletic director and a head football coach for several years in Florida. And then I took a position at another school as just the AD. And it was at that point, um, I became aware of um, those opportunities. And so if, with your permission, you know, maybe I can share with you and share with our listeners um, some of the things about state associations and nationals. Is that okay?
1: Yes, I would love that.
0: Okay. Well, we have a national organization. It's called the NIAA, National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. And each state has its representation. In Texas, It's called the Texas High School Athletic Directors Association. You can Google it or they're on Twitter too. But uh, each state association uh, will offer, throughout the year, uh, courses from what's called the Leadership Training Institute, LTI, that are just tremendous professional development uh, courses on various aspects of being an athletic director. There's, you know, organizational ones, there's administrative things, there's philosophy courses, and there's some laser focused courses on, um, you know, working with uh, different the latest apps, you know, to help with organization, uh, dealing with challenging personalities. Uh, I'm actually teaching two courses this year, one of the middle school uh, philosophy courses, and then a brand new course Uh, which is called Partnering with Parents. We're very excited about that. And those courses are offered at our national conference, which is coming up uh, in December. Uh, Once again, for our listeners, we're recording this on November 23rd. So the national conference pretty much starts December 10th. It goes for about five days and it's in Denver this year. And then at the state level, state associations will typically offer let's say between five and maybe 15 different courses at their state conference. For Florida, you know our state conference is always the first weekend in May, and we try to offer about 10 to 12 courses. Uh, certain courses also allow you as an athletic director to achieve different levels of certification through the, the national organization, which is the only non-educational institution that is actually accredited, just like colleges and universities and high schools are accredited. So it's pretty powerful stuff. So you and I will talk more when we get done with the uh, broadcast. But uh, for our listeners, uh, go to N-I-A-A-A.org, uh and that'll get you to our national um, organization website. And then in your state, whatever state you're in, you've got a state athletic directors association. Reach out. Uh, Find out when your state conference is, and uh, get involved at the state and at the national level. So uh, I hope that helped you out a little bit.
1: Yes, it does, and I'm intrigued with the partner with parents because that's something that um, definitely is a topic that definitely needs to be talked about because you know those relationships happen all the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as we were creating that course, it was really kind of a a, about a two-year process when we were first looking at names. Uh, the NIAA already had a course called challenging personalities. And in our discussion, we wanted to get away from, yes, parents can be a challenge, but let's be proactive. You know, let's figure out a way that we can partner with them. We'll set up the parameters. Okay. You know, this is our job. Now this is your job as a parent and create this partnering relationship rather than an adversarial uh, relationship. So we're, we're really excited. We think we've got a great course. And, and hopefully a lot of you will uh, sign up to take that in December. Okay. Once again, we're visiting with Dr. Aya McMichael. She is the girls athletic director and the head softball coach at Emerson High School in the Frisco Independent School District in McKinney, Texas. We're going to be back with some more, but let's take another break and hear from one of our sponsors. We also wanna thank Sideline Interactive. You've heard me share that we have a Sideline Interactive video scoring table on our gym and it is fantastic. You really need to check these folks out. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every single year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Um, Dr. McMichael, the, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that you do at or have done at your schools? Because I know you just started there at Emerson. But what are some things that you've done that you're particularly proud of that when you step back and take a look at it, you could say, boy, we really do a great job with this. Do you have anything you can share with us?
1: Yes. And I like talking about this because um, I had to go through the hard stuff to kind of get an idea of like what needs to be done. At my previous school, there was no real blueprint as far as how to do this whole leadership thing. And so, and I knew um, I wanted the challenge. And so I was tasked with changing a culture of an entire girls athletic program and instilling a structure and a discipline and a mindset of just being a champion. And so, and that was hard. It it was a lot harder than I thought it need, or or a lot harder uh, going into than I thought it was uh, going to be. And so one of the, one of the things that I feel like I'm most proud of is I think that um, it was about year three And I am always someone who is willing to reach out and to learn, but I think that we all got together as a coaching staff and um, it started with me first, getting really clear. I spoke on it earlier about like who I am as a leader. I think self-reflection is huge. So when I became clear on like what my vision was for our program, then I was able to clearly articulate that to the rest of the, the coaches And then it provided a roadmap. So I presented, this is where we wanna be. This is what it's going to take. Now let's figure out how we can all help to get to this goal. And that became really clear and everyone was on board with that. And so one of the things that we did, it took hours, is that we got all of our coaches together, junior high through high school and synchronized everything. We synchronized our vocabulary. We synchronized um, our stretches, the names of the stretches. Uh, We talked about what is our strengths and weaknesses um, per sport in the junior high, as well as high school, and let's get really clear on what they are, and let's get really clear on some goals that we can set for them, and then let's come back monthly, and let's see where we are, Um, and that was groundbreaking for us, because it constantly helped us remember where we're going, even in those days where, as coaches, we're like, we're just spinning our wheels, and we're not going anywhere. Um, And then it also helped us get clear on bringing in different things. Like we always look to say, hey, how can we bring in different things? But just because it was new didn't mean that it fit our model. So um, that helped as well. And so that helped us kind of not spend a lot of time on things that didn't fit us because we were a smaller school. I think that that's important too. Like bigger schools have a different model um, as well as like what your community needs are. And so um, and then each coach uh, wrote a mission statement, because I think that's different than a goal, because I think your mission is internal. Um, So like, what do you want to do at the end of your career? What can you be proud of? And then let's use those goals to help you get there. And so we kind of talked about those like during our meetings as well. And I feel like that was foundational. I felt myself uh, lighter as a leader and better able to help lead the other coaches as well. And then we constantly knew where we were going. And we saw the fruits of that in all of our sports. Our volleyball team made playoffs for the first time in a decade. Our cross-country team as a team made it to state. Our basketball. And we just saw success because we were able to all be on one accord. So that was something that um, I'm going to continue to take with me wherever I go.
0: Well, you brought up so many great um components of that uh you know the the collaborative effort you know sitting down with all your coaches you know the individual you know goal setting and mission setting uh, the follow-up and the the discussions not just saying okay i want you to do this and then never revisiting it again uh, really really cool stuff we're going to do this at the end but if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain a little bit what's the best way that they can get a hold of you
1: Yes, I'm on Twitter um, and um, it's at IAMAC, I-Y-H-I-A-M-A-C. Um, I'm on Twitter um, and I check that regularly. I'm also on Facebook as well. Um, and then they can email me at IAMAC at gmail.com. So I'm always available.
0: All right. Again, appreciate you sharing that. We are with Dr. IAMAC McMichael. Uh, we're going to be back with some more wisdom, but let's take another quick break. We want to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame. They are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touch screen video boards, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas now to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or learn more and get started with your own digital wall of fame tribute, give them a call at 614 981 3589 or email them at sales at vital signs wallofame.com. That's sales at vital signs wallofame.com. We're back with Dr. Aya McMichael, athletic director at Emerson High School in McKinney, Texas. Uh, coach, one of the questions we've been asking our ADs recently um, has to do with finding a balance. So I'm curious, how would you have a an athletic director or a head coach find a balance between coaching kids to be tough? Uh, the extreme I use is, you know, that old cliche, come on, you got to be tough, you got to suck it up. Uh, while also being sensitive to and aware of the very real social-emotional challenges that a Generation Z kid is experiencing. Uh, do you have any advice for us?
1: Yes, this is something that I learned. And honestly, I'm still learning um, because I come from that generation where you just suck it up. And, um, but I think what has been the best practice for me is I define everything. I give, allow the girls to have a definition of what it means. And then I give a definition of what it means. And then we meet in the middle. I no longer leave anything to chance. So that way we're on the same page. So when we're talking about tough, like their understanding of tough and my understanding of tough are the same. Um, And so I think that that helps that they have a say in that. Um, But defining a vocabulary and having a shared definition of what those words mean, grit, toughness, mentally strong. Those are shared definitions that I have conversations with our athletes about. Um, One of the other things that I have um, done is last year I talked about like defining the culture is um, my best friend also happened to be the counselor. And so I went to this national uh, NFCA convention with college coaches and uh, high school coaches. And the, the topic that all coaches talked about was Uh, mental um, uh, strain with athletes and like, and what they do to help them. And I knew that we did not have the resources to hire sports psychologists, but I, I figured that with our counselor, that she can come in and do some um, uh, training with our kids, just mentally to give them or allow them to have some kind of release. And that was groundbreaking for our culture. Uh, She came in once a week, and she and I left the room because I feel like they are, are more vulnerable when I'm not in the room. And she did not share with me what they talked about. It was a safe space for them. Um, if there was something that I needed to know that was pertaining to an athlete that would help, them, help me help them on the field, then she would let me know. But that allowed them a safe space and let them know that it's OK to be anxious. It's OK to be frustrated. It's OK to, to have the thoughts that athletes have and they don't have to suppress them. Let's just figure out tools that we could use to make us better in the moment, in the pressure situations. Um, and so that has been great for me um, and to allow them. And I'm doing the same here. So we have our counselor come in and we have a lot more resources here. Um, so I'm thankful for that. But she comes in. And what I did this time was I had the girls fill out a form and I had several questions on there, definitions And then I compiled a list of what I felt like were our stressors. And then I presented that to our counselor. And then she comes in and talks about those with our athletes. And then, um, and then we use that to help them on the field. So again, just having a shared mindset of like what my expectation is and like what their expectation is. And then I always feel like when they're starting to regurgitate the information back to you, like, Coach Mac, I know I need to be tougher there. Then then we know that there's growth that's happening. And then I don't have to be the barker. Then they start policing themselves and then the, the um, accountability is on them.
0: You know, th- that is just so spot on and it, it, it's so simple, but I, I don't know how many of us as, as leaders do that. Um, you know, you talked about, you know, making sure that the definitions are in alignment. I mean, just very, very cool stuff. Hey, thanks so much for sharing that, okay? Uh, We're with Dr. Aya McMichael, athletic director and head softball coach and pretty darn good athlete back in the day. Um, We're gonna find out what uh, Dr. McMichael is gonna put in her athletic director's toolbox sponsored by Athletic Surveys when we come back. So uh, please stay with us and uh, we'll be right back with the AD Toolbox segment. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Directors Toolbox segment of our podcast. If you've never done an online survey of your parents or your athletes, you really need to check these folks out because the information they can help provide is fantastic. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to that 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800- 738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Life Track. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. All right, we're back with Dr. Iam McMichael. Doctor, uh, this is the time where uh, again, we got to put you on the spot a little bit, you know, you're certainly an experienced athletic director, and know your way around the world of athletics. Right now, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox, what three items are going to go on Dr. Am McMichael's athletic director toolbox. <laughs>
1: Um, I think self-reflection has to be in there. Um, you have to constantly, um, check yourself and know who you are. I've said that before and I'll say it again, over and over again. I think that that has to be really clear. Um, and I use the example of, um, I remember I talked about Patty Gasso, um, talked about the late great Pat summit, um, and talked about other just coaches that I admire. And one of the things that I always, always, have been told that if you really want to know how a coach is, go watch them at practice, because that's who they are. Um, and that's something I have done. Even still, I go to basketball practice. It doesn't matter. I like to see how coaches interact, how they um, handle their players. Um, so I think that, but you have to make sure that what you're taking, because we all take bits and pieces of other coaches, what we learn and make it authentic to who you are. I think that that is key when you're trying to be someone else, then it makes it hard for you to follow. Um, the other thing I think is organization. Um, and I think that you have to be organized with what works for you. Um, I have my cell phone with me all the time. Um, everyone knows that I'm available. I think that reasonable amount of time and answering questions and being available for your coaches is really, really important. I learned that from one of my mentors, uh, Whitney Keeling. Um, that I was with at last at my last school. Um, he was always available. It didn't matter um, for any questions that needed to be asked. So I think that that's also important. And then I also think that you um, have to have a network of people around you. um no leader leads by themselves. Um, so, um, you have to have a pool of people that you can call on um, for things that come up that you want to make sure that you're doing it right because, If you are building a brand new culture program, whatever you're doing, it's very important for you to think about all the things that it could possibly affect. So if you're going to put a rule in place, like I try to think about or challenge coaches to think about like, what would be some of the pushback on that? And how would you be able to address that? Are you going to be able to be consistent with that? Even if it's a star player, like let's think about all the pieces of the puzzle and make sure we think it out before we put a rule set in stone. So I think that words are are very important. And when you bounce those off of other people, then they'll bring in different things that maybe you didn't think about before. So um, I think those are the top three that I would would challenge other leaders to think about is being self-reflection, organization, and then having a network of people.
0: Very cool stuff. I know you won't be surprised when I tell you that uh, those are all in our list of the top tools for success. Uh, in the first edition of the Educational uh, uh, AD Athletic Director's Toolbox book. Uh, And your tool suggestions will be going in that second edition. So thanks for sharing. Thank you. Um, We mentioned this earlier, but I want to do it again. If one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, and I really encourage you to do so. You've got a great resource here talking about networking. What's the best way that our listeners can get a hold of you?
1: at um, Twitter at Aya Mac, I-Y-H-I-A-M-A-C, or you can email me at AyaMac at gmail.com.
0: Okay. Very cool stuff. Dr. Aya McMichael, athletic director at Emerson High School. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today and all the best moving forward. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you joining us today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD. As always, we want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Learn more at hometownticketing.com. And check us out for What's Up with Upchurch. Jessica Upchurch from Hometown Ticketing shares best practices for Hometown Ticketing users every other Wednesday on the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks again.